Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Call Waiting Halloween Special. It's me, Robin of Ghost Past. Hi, everyone. How are you? (laughs) Okay, welcome to our Halloween special. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be a very scary episode. Um, But before we do, if you want to know the topic every week, make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic because I love talking to you guys on the phone. Also, We have my New York town hall show. There is not a lot of tickets left. So if you want to come on November 5th here in New York City, make sure you get your tickets at robinshaw.com. Okay, now back to the spooky. (laughs) Okay, before you hold on, turn it off for a second. Okay, guys, so I asked security to download an app of scary, like, sounds and music so just know he's running the soundboard and by soundboard i mean an app on my phone phone. (laughs) okay hit it i'm gonna tell you guys a tale of something very scary that happened to me in college this is a true story (laughs) this is porn hold on sorry yeah i don't know what do you have another song oh I'm supposed to get more than one? Oh my god. Do you have anything scary for me to start my my tale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um Or just start that one over. I'll try to talk fast. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine I give him one assignment? One assignment. Get some scary music. Okay, here it is. Here. Okay. okay. Once upon a time, I went to the University of Connecticut. And my friend Adam lived off campus. And he invited me over to his apartment. You remember sound effects? Oh, sure. Oh, I, oh my God. You have one task. I, I, I got it. Okay, okay, okay. Just, okay. okay. See the line. All right. So we're at the, Okay. He invites me over to his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the very long squeaky door. And I walk. <laughs> I walk in. <laughs> And Adam goes, Robin, 
Have you ever heard of the Ouija board? <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I, I, I don't know, come on. Okay. I pressed... Okay, so, okay, start okay. over, start over. He was like, have you ever heard of the Ouija board? And I was like, when did you get a cat? <laughs> okay, so he, I was like, yeah. For those who don't know what a Ouija board is, that is a way to communicate with the dead. It's I'm a gate. <laughs> did that say I'm here? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's a letters and you put your hand over a triangle and you could communicate with the dead. Well, this one specific evening, I started putting my fingers over the triangle and I asked the dead, is anyone here? And it started moving to the yes. And I said to the ghost, I said, please, if you are real, tonight, give me signs. So we wrapped up and I said bye to Adam. And as I left his apartment, Was that an owl? You left the apartment. You're outside. Okay. I leave. And all of a sudden, I started hearing music. And it was late at night, one, two in the morning. I said, where can that music be coming from? Well, it was coming from inside my car. I opened my car door. My car was off. It wasn't running. And yet the radio was playing. The radio cannot be playing if my car is off. I said, is that you, ghost? And then all of a sudden, the radio stopped out of nowhere. (laughs) So I get in my car and I go back to campus. Now, I went to bed. And above my bed in my dorm room was a hammock. And on the hammock were a bunch of stuffed animals. Well, I go to sleep. In the middle of the night, the hammock breaks. And all the stuffed animals fall onto my head. <laughs> and so I said to the ghost, I said, No more! I believe you're here. And I never played the Ouija board ever again. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. That that really like, Wait, but that's a true story. Really? Yeah. Were you even listening or were you just focused on the I sound effects? I was focused effects? on sound effects. No, but that was pretty good. Wait, could I have it while you tell your story? Yeah. Oh, wait, but yours isn't scary, you said. No, mine's not scary. Mine's a Halloween story. Okay, well, I'm sure I could make it scary with this. Okay. All right, give me the sound effects. All right. All right, guys, this is my first time using the app, so I don't even know how to do it, but here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait, how do I first play the song? Here we go. I was in sixth grade. <laughs> And I was invited to a Halloween party <laughs> <laughs> and I dressed up as a zombie. <laughs> I dressed up as a zombie football player and my mom. And so my mother and I, we walked to this friend's house, which was like seven. Oh, wait, you have to pause so I can do sound effects. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So my so mom and I we walked to this friend's house. I'm guessing it was you know it, it was raining apparently, <laughs> and we but like we were passing a bunch of people and everyone was like looking at me. It was daytime. 
and they went, ooh. <laughs> they, they saw, and we get to the friend's house, and we knock on the door. <laughs> oh, I know there's a knock. Oh, what? is there yeah, a knock? Okay. Definitely a knock. Knock, knock. <laughs> we knocked on the door. No one answered. We ring the doorbell. No one answered. We started knocking, knocking. We're like, what's going on? This is supposed to be a party going on. A Halloween party. And was my stomach growling? Is it a sense? <laughs> no, so then we looked at the invitation and we realized we had the wrong day, which means I walked through the entire town dressed as a zombie football player that one wasn't even on Halloween and two, there wasn't even a Halloween party that day. <laughs> and that's the story. I was not listening to one where you, I totally tuned Don't out. Don't worry. I think everybody else tuned out as well. I think our, our sound engineer <laughs> fell asleep. Okay. Okay. So in short, you went to a party on the wrong day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking to see if you had like a wah, wah sound effect. Okay, that was a good story. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe we'll cut it out. Guys, if you're hearing this, that means the person forgot to cut it out. <laughs> the person fell asleep during the story. <laughs> Our editor fell asleep and forgot to cut it. All right, guys, if you want to call in, uh, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic. That's where we give the phone number and the topic every week. All right, so security, I say we open up the lines and hear the horror. Happy Halloween, everyone. When we come back, we'll be taking your spooky calls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Robin, we have Deborah on the line. Deborah, happy Halloween. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Halloween. Thank you for coming on call waiting on this very scary eve. Oh my God, it's so scary. So <laughs> I have to tell you my ghost story. Okay, right? please, please do. Okay, so just to process, like I'm an accountant. I'm not prone to like magical thinking. So just like I was just as cynical. I know for a fact there are ghosts. So what happened is, this is years ago, I had my kids, I had a new baby and a three-year-old. And my now ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, was away for the night. He was gone on a trip. So I was like scared being home alone. And I think a little bit of it was like, you know, okay, I have a new baby. So I got home from work at five o'clock and immediately set the alarm Mm -hmm. because I was scared. So the alarm to the house is set go about my evening routine with the kids. Then I close up the whole downstairs at like 8 p.m. Because like, I'm scared. So I'm like, I'm not coming back downstairs. I'm just going to stay upstairs with the kids. Go upstairs. My three-year-old goes into his room to read his books and wait for me while I put the baby to bed. 
I start rocking the baby and getting him ready for bed, and I hear all this racket in my kitchen. Loud men's noises, moving furniture around, and I start getting mad. Like, why? who's in my kitchen? Why are they moving stuff around? At first, I was scared, and then I realized it must be my stepdad, but how could he get in? The alarm is set. Like, all this stuff is not making sense to me. And then the racket quiets down, and then I realized, like, oh, my God, and all my paranoia all night about setting the alarm and getting the kids up scared. Like, I worked myself up into a frenzy of, like, something's going to happen, and obviously that's my imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Finish putting the baby to bed, go into my three-year-old's room. He sits up and says, who are all the daddies in the kitchen, and why are they moving our furniture? Oh, my God. I'm more scared of children than ghosts. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking from this story. <laughs> I immediately call 911 and I'm like, I grab my kids. I lock this in the bathroom and I'm like, there's an intruder in my home. My son was in a different part of the house and he heard the same thing in the kitchen I did. They were like staying there, working, sending the police on the way. The police came. It had snowed that day too. The police were like, nobody's been in and out of your house. The snow was completely undisturbed everywhere. There's no window or door that has been forced open. They went up into the attic. They went down into the crawl space behind the furnace. They looked in every corner of my household. Nobody was in that house. The police said there was nobody in your house. There was no TV on, no radio, nothing. There was nothing in my house but clothes. Who were the daddies in the kitchen? Wait, did you ask your son what did he see? Or was or did he just know there was daddies in the kitchen? Wait, did you say daddies? You did say daddies, right? Well, he said daddies. Even daddies, because from a three-year-old, if it's a grown man, they assume they're daddies, right? Like every, you know, it's like a three-year-old perspective. I heard men, you heard daddies. Right, right. Can you imagine he tells your husband that? He's like, mom had a lot of daddies over while you were gone. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be calling on a different episode, that's for sure. Right. Oh my God. Wait, so did no, he did he see no, the daddies in the kitchen or he just knew there were daddies in the kitchen? He he didn't see anything. He heard them from his bedroom. He heard the daddies from his room the way I heard the daddies from my baby's room. <laughs> I want some daddies <laughs> in my room. <laughs> okay. So the police were like, There's been nobody here. We have no explanation. It was a ghost. And then for the rest of the night, did you guys hear anything? Or was that not it? Not only did we not hear anything that night, but for seven more years, we lived in that house and never heard another thing. Like, I kept waiting for the ghost to show back up. It didn't. So what do you think? Like, what do you think happened? We've been racking our brains. We've been racking our brains for years. I mean, it was crystal clear voices talking about move the table, move the chair. It was crystal clear. And we could hear the furniture dragging across the floor. This is so scary. Well, let me tell you something, Deborah. From this point forward, if you ever hear <laughs> men in your house, please invite me over. <laughs> Find out what they're I doing in the afterlife. Find out if they have a pension in the afterlife, and then you call me up. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll be your personal ghostbuster. Ah, uh, excellent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing your scary tale with us this evening. You are very welcome, Robin. Thank you. All right. Happy Halloween. Wait, I, can, I take, can I be completely honest? We put on some scary music. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk without the. While she was talking, I did get the chills. Wait, you know what? What? This just rem- Oh, that's it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You know what? I, no, put on some music. You know what just dawned on me? 
Oh my oh. god, not the porn music, Sorry. the scary music. Now, when we were children, growing up, we had a house that was haunted. Yes. We'd always hear footsteps. Yeah. That was you getting a snack. <laughs> In the middle of the night, we'd hear pitter-patter, pitter-patter, and we'd all go, well, security is hungry again. He must be going to the fridge. <laughs> Do I kind of like that? My favorite part of the uh, phone call is actually the very beginning because I like how to say that she's not someone who believes in ghosts, you have to say that she was an accountant. Come that here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. like, Because like, you know what? If we call dad right now, our dad's an accountant. If we're like, do you believe in ghosts? He'd go, I'm busy. Can't talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like he wouldn't even humor it. No, not at all. Yeah. I think if you had to pick any career that'd be like anti-ghost believing. Because... They, they don't pay taxes. <laughs> Ghosts don't pay taxes. So, that otherwise, so that's how we know. All right, let's put through another spooky call. Okay, Robin, we have Maria on the line. Hi, Maria. Hi, Robin. Welcome to our Halloween special. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us your scary story. Well, it isn't really scary. It's just it's creepy. So it, it didn't happen to me. It actually happened to family. Uh, my mom said, you know, having a conversation with your dad at breakfast and told him I had an extremely vivid dream. I said, there was a man standing at the foot of our bed, just looking at us. And he had a top hat on. And my dad goes, does he have, did he have a beard? And my mom goes, yes. And with a suit jacket on? Yeah. He goes, I, I don't think. It was a dream because I also saw him at the foot of our bed. And he said he kind of just stood there and disappeared. But it said my parents said it's one of the creepiest things and weirdest thing encounters they've ever had. Just a random guy decided to pass through their bedroom. Did the random guy steal anything? No, he just no. He just kind of stood there and looked at them and kind of just tipped his hat and disappeared. Didn't know, like, tickle of the toes, nothing? No, it was just one of those things, you know, <laughs> when you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, oh, my God, what was that? Oh, I didn't hear anything. Go back to sleep type of ordeal. That's, yeah. that's probably what it was. But they're like, my mom said, I just woke up and there was this guy standing at me. She said, but, you know. That's so they, crazy. It, I wonder, I wonder if they could do research and see who the previous owners of the house were and see if the guy had a beard and a, and a top hat. Oh, well, here's the thing. We <laughs> Maybe it was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> right? No, we built the house. So there was no previous. Oh, you built the house. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just a ghost intruding. <laughs> just some random. <laughs> All right, so it was a burglar ghost. Exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> some random guy that just decided to appear. But it's the fact that here my mom, you know, took it as a dream because clearly they did not discuss it. She went right back to sleep. But the fact that my dad was able to give a description and be like, I saw the same thing is what they made them go, okay, some random like, spirit decided to. No, I think, yeah, no, that's creepy. I think you guys need to get someone to come into the house and see if there's someone there. Have they seen the man, the ghost since? No. And it's been years now. Uh, no, it was the most random thing they said. He just must have been a traveling ghost. Now, and do your parents do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> they have both been 
No. Because <laughs> your parents just be a good time. And then sometimes hallucinate Abraham Lincoln. No, I mean, they like their glasses, you know, but. <laughs> no. But they never hallucinating. It was just okay, okay. very random, but it's wonderful. <laughs> so, and I always remember it. No, that is creepy. That is very creepy. Well, thank you for sharing your creepy tale this Halloween Eve. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Robin. <laughs> Should we tell this scary story about the man who came into our house at night? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this music. Oh, my Wait. God. Okay. Robin, I don't know what's going on when in the house, but... Once upon a time. No, this is a scary story. We were asleep, and the day before, the cleaning lady that would come once a month left the back window open. It was an inside job. That night, her boyfriend broke into the house. No, this is not scary. This is terrible. Yes! <laughs> we know the true story. So... We had a cleaning lady that came like once a month to like clean the house and she left like this back window unlocked that morning. And then that night, I mean, we have no evidence, but the guy broke in through that window. But now I'm remembering they, they put, remember we had a trampoline yeah, in the like backyard. Yeah, like a little kid's trampoline. And they put it next to the window when, just in case. Oh, I think if you had to make like a dramatic exit. Oh, I thought it was to hop in. Anyway, so he went, he went into our house. Now here's the crazy part. This is what made me think of it because he went into my parents' bedroom while they were sleeping. Yeah. And he had a beard and top hat. <laughs> and he said four scores in seven years ago. <laughs> okay, let's take another call. All right, we have Paola on the line. Hi. Hi, Robin. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh I'm so God, excited to talk to you. <laughs> nice talking <laughs> to you, too. Well, welcome. This is going to be our Halloween special. Awesome. Yes, I have a lot of stories about my daughter. She can see <laughs> things. <laughs> okay, so your daughter can see things. Explain yeah. to everyone listening. Well, um, my daughter's 21 now, uh, but she's been... <laughs> and um wait, wait, you just wait, wait, you just broke you're up. Touching me, you're wait, you touching just... me in a lift going to a Guns N' Roses oh, you're... concert. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing this while I'm on a on a on a lift. <laughs> okay, amazing, amazing. You broke up for a little bit, but we got that you're in a lift and the Guns N' Roses. Perfect. <laughs> the, this is the scariest place that you could be right now. Yes, okay. Of course. So, so your um, do- at what age did your daughter start hearing or seeing things? Well, I started noticing when she was eight months old. Um, but there was this time when she was thirteen. And I, I never believed her, right? Obviously, I'm a mom, and I was like, "No, you're joking," and you know, you're you stop lying, and you're you're just you know, it's not true, right? Mm-hmm. So when she was thirteen, we lived at this apartment, and she kept saying that she kept seeing this ghost of a little girl, like a six year old wearing a dress, a very old dress, okay. and um, her eyes were totally black. 
Now, the apartments where we lived at, this was back in Mexico City. So the, behind the apartments, there was a, a very old school. So we kind of, you know, at, towards the end, we thought maybe it was somebody that, you know, could have died there or whatever. But she kept on insisting, and I didn't believe her, and she didn't, she didn't uh, sleep for many nights. And then she would always tell me, I see her at night, she stares at me and everything, and I can't sleep. And she started getting sick, like literally, like she couldn't sleep, her eyes were all black, and, you know, she had uh, bags under her eyes, and this, was, this went on for like two months. And then uh, one time I stayed home alone, and I was in the living room, but I could see my daughter's room. And finally, I see the little ghost crossing from one point to the other in my daughter's room. You saw the ghost? And so that's when I find, yes, I saw it. I had never, I don't sense things. I don't hear things. I don't do anything like that. But she does. Did the ghost look like the way your daughter described? Yes, exactly. This is and spooky. so I saw the little girl running from one point to the other in her room. And so I started praying and, you know, just putting holy water all over the place and everything. I <laughs> yes. didn't tell my daughter anything. <laughs> I got so scared. I didn't tell my daughter anything. And so then by the time um, I, I, I allowed like two weeks to pass by. After that, you know, I told her, have you seen the ghost? She hadn't told me anything. But I never told her that I saw the ghost, right? And that I sprayed holy water all over the place and stuff. She was like, no, I haven't seen her anymore. She stopped getting her headaches and she was able to sleep again and everything. And then after that, we never saw her again. So do you think it was the holy water that got rid of it? Or was it like you that scared? Know. I don't know. I just did so wait, much praying. Wait, and- even more... Even more important, is your Uber driver listening to this conversation? Yes, the Uber driver is listening to my weird oh, no. conversation. <laughs> You're definitely going down in rating after this call. Damn, he's just staring at me like I'm crazy, I promise he's you. He's like, bitch, get out of my car. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> okay. So does your, and I know you said your daughter's now 21. Does she still see and hear from the dead? Yes, she does all the time. And this is just one of her stories. She's got so many. She's right here with me. She's going to the Guns N' Roses concert with me. <laughs> Wait, put her on. Put her on. Can you put her on? Okay, let me, let me put her on the line. Hold on. Okay. Hello? Hi. So, oh, my okay, God. First, Hi, Robin. How are you? What's your name? Good. My name is Danny. Um, Hi, Danny. I'm also a big fan. Uh-huh. Um, Danny, so do you, you still see from the dead? Yes. Now, can you ever call upon them or is it just that they show up when they want? I have, I've never tried calling, calling any, but hear me out. Everywhere I go, it's like I attract them or that's what, what I feel. Do you feel anyone right now? Um, no, not right now. Oh, okay. If, if they do, if you do, it's the Uber driver. He's getting creepy. Um, now, is it always, is it a negative feeling? Is it a scary feeling? Or is it just like, oh, there's, you know, someone's grandpa? No, honestly, it depends. So when I was little, it, it would freak me out, like completely. But now that I'm kind of used to it, uh, sometimes I can sense like bad things. Sometimes it's good things. 
like my grandpa passed away like a few years ago and I was able to see him. And to me, that was like, that was a beautiful moment that my mom is telling you the, to me, she was like a shadow. This, this girl, um, I just felt a lot of hate like towards me. Like mm. she just wanted something out of me. And since I wasn't talking to her and she wasn't talk to, talking to me, I just didn't know what to give her. Some are bad spirits, some are good spirits. But like, do you actually, so you see the person. So she was saying she was a shadow, but sometimes you can literally see their face. Yeah. So this girl specifically, she was like a shadow, but her eyes were like pitch black dark. Like, like she this was already is, dark, yeah. like a shadow, but, but her eyes, I could clearly see where her, where her eyes are supposed to be. And it was just like, you know, like like staring into a void kind of thing. This is so scary. Okay, listen, I, I gotta go because we gotta take more calls, but I just wanna say, if any of my family come through, they're very nice, call me up because I have some things I have to ask them. <laughs> like, where's the money? Okay. No, <laughs> I will, I definitely will. <laughs> All right, guys, have so much fun at the concert. Thank your Uber driver for me. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, take care. So let me tell you something, security. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yes. Do you ever feel from the afterlife? If I'm going to a Guns N' Roses concert, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have these flowers that light up, they're batteries. Mm -hmm. Now, when I they die, the batteries are dead. Okay, mm -hmm. this is not, we've worked for about seven years. Well, about oh jeez! Oh, now we're, oh, gonna... no, now we're getting a YouTube commercial. <laughs> okay, get get ready to play something. So these this these flowers, the battery had been dead for years. The lights of these flowers, these are like something I got at Bed Bath and Beyond. They've been dead for years. When Grandma passed away, Grandma Sue, that week the flowers lit up. So I go to check the battery pack. There was no batteries in there. They then stayed lit for about six months with no batteries. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the story. I was there. Oh my God, you know what I just remembered? Bread and peanut butter. Guys, remember bread and peanut butter from the ex-boyfriend episode? I dated him for a little bit. So he works in television. He works, I can't say which show because I need to get approval from him. He works on a ghost show. He does? Yeah, or did. I don't know if he still does. I think the show got canceled, maybe. But I asked him, I said, are ghosts real? What did he say? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, he said that he doesn't believe in ghosts, but the people on the show Swear, like say it's real like they're really communicating with the ghosts but he's like I looked around and I'm like, there's no one in here <laughs> these people are talking to themselves <laughs> so I asked him if he would come on today and what did he say <laughs> no he said no no he didn't say he said if he if he was free he would call in okay but then I completely forgot so I don't know if he, if he did too okay <laughs> It's a great song. It is. 
Let's change the whole podcast opening to that song every every episode. All right, let's do another call. Wow, security, these calls have been so scary. Spooky. <laughs> Terrifying. I got nothing. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, let's put on another scary call. All right, we have Abel on the line. Hi, Abel. Hey, Robin. How are I'm you? I'm good. Welcome to our Halloween special. Oh, it's very scary. <laughs> scared to be here. It's really scary. So, um, what, what do you have for us? Tell us your scary tale. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is this is from um, a very far away land, very spooky land called San Diego. Ooh, um, the land of my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, and this story is about uh, my ex-girlfriend. Which, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's <laughs> San Diego, the land where relationships go to die. Um, <laughs> no, I know. Okay, so um, years ago, my girlfriend at the time and I, we were um, visiting San Diego, and um, it's sort of a, a spur-of-the-moment trip, so like very last minute, I found like a very cheap hotel room um, in the old town of San Diego. However, when we got there, checked in, the guy at uh, the reception desk was like, oh, room 18, are you ghost hunters? <laughs> and we're like, oh, shit. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, and so he explained, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people come here specifically for that room. And we're like, uh, tell us more. So anyway, we get to this room, and there's like this stack of journals, right? And it is like this old-timey hotel. And, um, you know, you walk in and, and, and like initially there's just like this big, um, uh, like mirror on a credenza sort of thing. And it's very spooky and point like right at the bed. And, uh, I don't like, I just immediately toss a, a blanket over, like not having that in here. Um, but then there's these stacks of journals and in the journals, it's like everyone writing their stories of like being in the hotel room and, um, and like all the different spooky, um, like supernatural experiences they've had. And a lot of people talk about a woman who like stands in the doorway or like a cat that'll just like jump up and like sleep on, you know, by their legs and stuff. And, um, anyway, it changed the entire dynamic of the, of the trip. Yeah. Right. And, um, so <laughs> yeah, he, after this, it's like, well, well now we are officially ghost hunters. Yeah. Cause like, how are you supposed to have like a romantic sexual e like weekend when there's like ghosts and a cat hanging out with you? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a group party. Different dynamic entirely. Yes. <laughs> um, wait, so did you feel any spirits? Well, here's the thing. Um, after that, we were, you know, we checked in and then we're like, well, you know, it's like October coincidentally and we're in old town. So let's walk around and see what else is going on. And as we, um, you know, we walk down and there's of course like a graveyard in there in, in old town. I mean, old town's like super cute. It's like any old town, you know, kind of mm. in like a, a Western town. But um, there's also this, mansion called the Whaley mansion there. And, you know, there's some people dressed like Victorian standing out in front, you know, sort of like talking, like barking at people as, as they're walking by, inviting them in to be like a haunted tour of one of the most haunted places in America. And we look it up on our phones. I'm like, yes, yeah, absolutely. It's typically ranked like way up there. And this sort of like, you know, scary places to visit in America. And we're like, oh, well, absolutely. We have to do that now. Right. And so we like walk up to them like, Hey, can we take a tour? And they're like, sure, come on in. And there's like no one else there. It's just us, like in this haunted mansion. And, um, and there's this guy leading the tour. And then there's just this woman like following us from room to room, you know, just sort of silently scowling. <laughs> just like always staring at the back of us. Was, was she real? 
<laughs> that is the same question I had because like, you know, this is like one of those old mansions where it's like an eclectic family that sort of like dominated the place. And so like they have the courthouse in there, they have like a room for hosting city dances. And so we're just going from each of these rooms and this woman's just following us from room to room. And I eventually just like interrupt our tour guide. And again, it's just the four of us. Like it's a private tour at this point. There's no one else around. And I'm like, I'm sorry, is everyone else seeing her? <laughs> 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 and were they? Did other people see yeah, him? Yeah, so she was. Sorry? She was just training, but she was doing oh, a fantastic oh. job. I was like, "Wow! If, if you ever want like a really spooky experience, just hire someone to follow you around." Oh my god, that's so funny! How like you know when you go to like you're in the hospital or something, and there's all the interns following. So she was just like an intern following. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, but back to the hotel room. Did you see anything? Oh, this story isn't finished yet. Okay, so oh, continue. <laughs> we go to the kitchen, and the tour guide says, "Oh, you know, in this room, there's a, a ghost of a little girl." You know, which is very sad. But he says that you know, it's a it's a friendly ghost. It's really attracted to female energy. So like men typically don't have any haunted experiences in this room. But women often do. And we're like, oh, what, what a women experience. And he goes like, well, she likes to like tug on their hands or on their clothes, you know? And so like immediately I'm like, oh, well, I have to prank Amy. <laughs> I have to, you know, so try to like reach behind her and grab her arm or something, but she's not having it. She is like 10 steps ahead of me and has her arms folded and is like keeping her distance from me as I keep trying to like, you know, ease behind her to like grab and do a tug. Right. And, um, yeah, not happy. So I eventually just give up. Right. And, um, we, we go on the rest of the tour. Eventually, uh, we get to one room that's like this big, like it's up in the attic. There's like this big theater space that they have. And Amy gets really, really dizzy. And it's like, I got, I got to get out of here. And so we, we, we leave like the tour ends, we're out of there. And as we're like walking back to our hotel, She's just like very quiet and very mad, <laughs> very mad at me. <laughs> and I don't know why, but as we're walking, she goes like, that wasn't funny what you did. And I was like, what did I do? And she's like, when we were in the kitchen and you kept trying to convince me there was a ghost in there with us. I was like, no, I, I, I didn't do anything. You had your arms. Closed. I couldn't pull on your hand. She was like, you were pulling on my ponytail. And I was like, <gasps> What? The little girl did it? The little girl ghost did it? Or did the intern do it? <laughs> Could have been the intern. Either way, I was being framed. Oh, my god! A supernatural entity. And I was like, no, seriously, it, it wasn't me. And she was like, shut up. This isn't funny anymore. I was like, I'm, I'm serious. And I think at that point, she, like, I was like stopped in the middle of the road, just like staring at her blankly. And it, it dawned on her, oh, wow, like a ghost was tugging on her hair that entire time. This is so scary. So now, this is terrifying, almost as much as the intern. <laughs> okay, but why? My question is this: Why are all ghosts little girls? Like every ghost story what? involves a little girl. It's so sad. Oh, I was going to say this because little girls are like the worst. Like, <laughs> they're just like little brats, and so maybe they're the ones who stay and haunt us. But yeah, yeah, no, it is really sad. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you for calling in with your scary tale. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right, bye. Happy Halloween. Okay, my question is this. Hit it, security. <laughs> what is it that happens when one dies where everyone passes over except for eight-year-old little girls? 
I don't know, but I, I, I was thinking the same thing about there are always little girls. Like in every scary movie, there's a little girl. You know what? I'm, I'm kidding. I started saying this to him on the phone. It's because little girls are terrifying. Creepy. When, I was going to say, like when a little girl, not dead, alive, starts like screaming because they're not getting their way. And I know because I was one. Mm-hmm. Like think about when I was a kid. Ugh. And guys, when I was a kid. I would watch the movie Follow That Bird with about Big Bird. And anytime security or our other brother would enter the room, I would scream. And, ah! and then make us <laughs> rewind the tape to the beginning so you can watch it all over again. I wasn't dead as a kid, but I was terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> okay, pause it. Um, you know what I was just thinking about? Remember that uh, murder mystery dinner? Oh, yes. I, we told this story the other day, I believe. Or maybe we told it on Instagram. I can't remember if we told it on the podcast or on Instagram. But security was like directing or something, a mm-hmm. murder mystery dinner theater show. And the night before the closing, mm-hmm. the lead actress quit. Quit the show. Because it was really bad. <laughs> No, she had no. She had another prior engagement that something came okay. up. Okay, so security calls me. He's like, Robin, I want to hand in all my chips. Because, you know, he does a lot. So he, he has mm-hmm. accumulated a lot of chips. Oh, put on some scary music. Oh. Or, or do some sound effects instead. Oh, sure. All right, so he calls me one day. And he goes, Robin, our lead actress has quit. I need you to fill in, will you? And I said, can I hold the script? And he said, no. <laughs> he said, I will need you to memorize the entire script. I said, will we have a rehearsal? He said, no. <laughs> Even the ghosts feel bad for me. <laughs> so I said, fine, I will do it. So I go to the restaurant for the dinner theater murder mystery show. And... <laughs> And as this murder mystery dinner show is going on, no one in the restaurant came before this murder mystery dinner show. They just wanted to eat their pasta because it was an Italian restaurant. And I'm and I'm doing monologues and I'm doing scenes over people's lasagna. And then I say to who's supposed to be my husband in the in the in the play, I said, Bob, who do you think killed this person? Bob doesn't come out. Why? Because he quit, Michio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know where he was. I think he was drinking at the bar. <laughs> it was such a disaster. So that's my feelings on murder mystery shows. All right, security. Yes. Let's do one more call. All right, Robin, we have Danielle on the line. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Robin. It's so nice to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you. Welcome to our Halloween special. Ooh, spooky. Okay, so tell us your scary tale. So instead of scary, we're going to go with hilarious. Perfect. (laughs) So um, for context, uh, about 20 years ago in university, I had a job as a waitress at like a chain Italian restaurant that was open really late. So two, three in the morning. So the cops would come in when they were on their shift and there was like three that would come out of regular and one that was like always coming in and right around 1 a.m. or so restaurants empty 
were kind of getting shut down. And then I went back to school and I decided not to work in the middle of the night. But Halloween rolls around. And also for context, I hate Halloween. I do not dress up. I don't enjoy it. But I had a couple of girlfriends who were like, come out with us, come out with us. Then at the end of the night, um, when everyone's pouring out of the club and we're out there in our orange heels looking like idiots trying to catch the ride. And I noticed that this cop that always got the extra meatballs is hanging out in the street, kind of directing traffic, making sure all of us university age folks aren't doing anything stupid. And so in my drunken confidence, I'm like, hey, officer, maybe we can ride home. And he looked at me and he's like, ah, you, you from the restaurant. So he said, I can't because there's, ah, so it's so busy. But we were waiting. So probably almost an hour later, uh, still waiting for a cab. He's like, you're still here? I said, yes. So he lets me and my friends get in the back of his car. And he's going to drive us 20 minutes back to our residence at university. And uh, also to be known is that my mom worked at the police station. And she happened to be working that night. So we're in the back of the car. And I just said, hey, do you know my mom? And he's like, yeah, I do. So he gets her on the radio. And we're laughing hysterically, but I also know that she's going to be, like, shitting her pants if she gets a call about me being in a cop car. So he, like, calls in, but he totally makes it sound like like he's picked us up for, like, drunk and disorderly. And you can just hear sheer panic in her voice. And she's like, oh, my God, are you bringing her in? And so eventually he, like, lets her know that, uh, no, he's just going to ride home. So this was more of an April Fool's Halloween for your mother. Yeah, she's losing it. Like, she's not okay. I've never pranked my parents that I went to jail, but I did once prank my dad. So I went at UConn. I was an acting major and you had a... I was in their acting program and you had to re-audition every year. And mm-hmm. after freshman year, I auditioned to stay in the program and I made it. But I thought it'd be a funny prank to call my dad and say that I didn't make it. And because I was I was at UConn under an acting scholarship, that because I didn't make the acting program, I was getting kicked out of college. I didn't take into consideration my dad's an accountant. So April Fool's, which is April 1st, is a very busy day for my dad because <laughs> April 15th is like big. So I call my dad. I started crying and I'm like, Dad, oh my God, I re-auditioned for the acting program. I didn't make it. And because I won't be in the acting program, I lost my scholarship. I'm getting kicked out of school. <laughs> and he's like, what the F? Like, and he just starts screaming, did not keep his cool. And he's like, what is, how can you not get in? What is wrong with this? School? And he's like screaming, screaming. I'm like, Dad, because now I, I realize he's about to have a heart attack. So I'm like trying to calm him down. I'm like, Dad, what? And he's like, and blah, blah. He wasn't saying F and he was saying the actual one. And he's like, F and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Dad. And I was like, he was like, what? I was like, April Fools. And he hung up on me and didn't talk to me for like a week. <laughs> so uh, I know what your mom went through because I literally pranked my dad and oh my <laughs> they do not take it well. And my mom is so gullible. You just inspired me. I'm going to do an entire episode where we prank people's parents. Even better. <laughs> See how yes. that goes. This will be fantastic. Well, happy Halloween. <laughs> wow, that's a good turn. <laughs> I was like, pull the rug right under you. I have a scary story. Oh. Do, you, do you want sound effects or music? Uh, let's get music. Okay. Once upon a time at UConn, she reminded me one Halloween, I was dressed as Spider Man. 
I wore a little boy's costume because I'm 4'11", and I could fit into little boy's costumes. I get to the Halloween party, and I see across the room my sober driver drinking. So I said, I, as Spider-Man, will not drink and will be the sober driver. Now, as my Spider-Man costume may give away to you, there was no pockets, and I wasn't supposed to be driving, so I didn't have an ID on me. But that didn't stop me because I was going to be a superhero. So when it was time to leave, I said to Harry Potter, she was dressed as Harry Potter. I said, give me your keys. I will do the driving because I was sober. So she gives me her keys. Now I had Harry Potter to my right. I had a bloody tampon in the back. His name was Brad. He dressed as a bloody tampon for Halloween. And I had, I believe, Gumby. So it was, no, Indiana Jones. It was Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, and a bloody tampon um, in the car. So I'm driving as Spider-Man. Now, I did not know that a blinking red light meant stop. Did you know a blinking red light meant stop? Yeah. Okay, well, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that day in driver's ed. (laughs) So anyway, I, I slow down as I go through the blinking red light and I get pulled over. And the cop said... Ma'am, could I have your license and registration? I said, this is not my car, and let me get, ask Harry Potter. And then Harry Potter was passed Wait, that- you asked for someone else's ID? No, I, no, I asked for the registration. Oh, the registration. The it was okay. Harry Potter's car. Oh, they asked for the ID. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, Harry Potter, wake up. But Harry Potter was so drunk. She was out. And I said, excuse me, sir. I said, Harry Potter, it's her car. She's drunk. I'm the sober driver. And he goes, well, can I have your license? I said, do you think Spider-Man has pockets? For a license. And he's like, can you step out of the car? I said, Spider-Man will happily step out of the car. So I step out of the car. He gives me like a little test. I pass it, obviously. And then I get in and he goes, okay, I need to run your license. Well, for some reason on this Halloween, my license did not exist in the system. I don't know if it's called. I don't know. It just didn't. So then I called dad crying. I'm like, dad, I'm dressed as Spider-Man and I'm supposed to be a sober driver and Harry Potter is passed out and the bloody tampon in the back is Did he ask if this is another April Fool's (laughs) prank? (laughs) So then the cop comes back and he was like, okay. And I explained to him that I was not supposed to be the driver. I stepped up, whatever. He's like, you know, because you, and I explained to him, I didn't know that a blinking red light meant stop. So he said, you know, because you, you know, you're driving people home, you can drive home, but I'm going to follow you all the way back to campus, which is 20 minutes. Do you know how terrifying it is to drive for 20 minutes with a cop behind you? That's got to be terrifying. It was, it was spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I need a sound effect to end that, saw that story. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I get, I get Harry Potter home. I get the bloody tampon home and I get, what was, who was the? Um, Indiana Jones home and I never went through a blinking red light again. (laughs) That was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like all stories sound scary with the music. Oh, it's yeah, definitely sounds scary. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Thank you everyone who called in today. Um, Now security. Yes. Do we have a spooky end segment? Oh, 100% we do. Do we really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, sometimes you don't stay on topic. No, no, I totally stayed on topic okay, for this one. So I'm going to ask you six questions. Okay. And then I'll be able to tell you what type of ugly monster you are. <laughs> 
Did you just add the ugly? Yeah. No, wait, is this a, did you just make this quiz up or you find it online? No, no, no. I, no, I did some research. Okay. I spoke to experts. All right, go. Okay, so the first question. You wake up, you stretch, and then what do you do? Do you wipe the slobber off your cheeks? Do you feed your hair breakfast or do you brush your fangs? What the, what is this? <laughs> well, which one would you do? I don't have, oh, like brush my teeth? Well, fangs. Oh, okay, I get this. All right, so brush your hair, brush your teeth, no, 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 or wipe no, no, slobber, no. slobber no, off no, you? No, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you wipe the slobber off your face? Yeah. Do you feed your uh, your hair breakfast? But like, is that, like it's alive. Oh, like eat breakfast? Like your hair is alive. But is, is hair supposed to be code for breakfast? No, hair is your hair, and you're feeding it, you're feeding it breakfast. Oh, this is stupid. No, it's not. <laughs> Okay, I wipe the slobber off my face. Okay, next question. Yeah. It's a full moon. Do you call your siblings to hang out? No. Do you tend <laughs> your statue garden with your friends? Yeah. Or do you fly around your castle alone? Oh, alone. Okay. 100%. Okay, what do you wear? Uh, nothing because everything is shredded. Loose clothing or a tailored outfit and a cape? Tailored outfit and a cape. All right. How do you scare children? <laughs> <laughs> this weekend we were we were with family and my my cousin has the cutest kids and they're like, oh, do you ever want to babysit? I was like, nope. I was like, <laughs> when you get home, do you eat stinky soup? Do you pet do you, uh, do you add your pet you turn into stone in your garden? Yeah. Or do you fly around town? I fly around town. Okay, and last. Oh no, the townspeople are coming to get you. Do you flee for the hills? Do you turn them into stone? Or do you barricade yourself in your home? Barricade. Okay, so based on this, by calculations, do -lo 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 -lo, you are a vampire. Okay, this was great. Thank you for playing. I oh, come on. <laughs> was that it? Was that the entire game? Yes. Um, I'm going on record, and I need people to. Well, it was based write on in. your answers. I know, but I, can you just admit this is our worst end segment to date? This is not the. Can I get a rating for least for this one? Negative. Oh, <laughs> I, I have. I this may be the scariest ending of all time. Well, may a little creepy girl. Scare you and follow no, you all no, the way home. Nothing is more terrifying than this ending. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for calling in on this spooky Halloween episode. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comics so every week you can find out the topic so you can call in. Also, if you want to come see me at the New York Comedy Festival at Town Hall. Get your tickets at robinshaw.com. All right, guys. There's a ghost on the line. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Betches.